0: Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I dot Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply.
1: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
2: Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girlbomb, Girl Bomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Bomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self-care. So to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you, and treat yourself to some Conair Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens.
1: You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global...
3: From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month, we're highlighting ragers, women who use their anger, often righteous, though not always, to accomplish extraordinary things. Today, we're talking about a working-class woman who dedicated her life to the fight for equality and economic justice for women in Australia. Let's talk about Zelda DePrano. Zelda Prano was born in Melbourne, Australia on January 24, 1928. Her parents were working-class immigrants who'd moved to the city to give their children a better life. Growing up during the Great Depression, Zelda saw a lot of poverty. Her mother joined the Communist Party in an effort to improve the unfair living conditions she saw around her. At 14 years old, Zelda traded in her school books for a factory smock. She wanted to alleviate the financial burden on her parents, who were raising three kids. Her first job was spreading jam onto shortbread cookies. But Zelda didn't keep that job, or any factory job, for very long. She was quick to call out discrimination against women, or dangerous working conditions, and was often fired as a result. Zelda's priorities briefly shifted when she married at 16 and became a mother a year later. Zelda loved her daughter, but being a stay-at-home mother didn't fulfill her in the way she expected. Zelda looked for an outlet and found one in the rising cost of gas and electricity. Zelda brought together moms in her neighborhood to form a discussion group about the issue. In 1949, Zelda and her husband joined their local branch of the Communist Party of Australia. The CPA gave Zelda the education she never received. It also boosted her social network with like-minded people. She became the party's secretary in 1956. Zelda rejoined the workforce as a dental assistant. Over time, she worked her way up to become a nurse. While at the hospital, Zelda joined the Hospital Employees Federation Union. But she found it did very little to support women. After 15 years as a dental nurse, Zelda left to work as a clerk at the Australian Meat Industry Employees' Union, or the AMIEU. At the time, the union was involved in an equal pay case at the arbitration court, which settled industrial disputes. Zelda went to the court hearings and was shocked to learn that all the big players were men. Zelda was outraged. In an act of rebellion, she chained herself to the entrance of the Commonwealth building during her lunch break. It created quite a media frenzy. The next day, newspapers read, In Chains on Equal Pay. Ten days later, teachers Alva Geeky and Thelma Solomon joined Zelda in a second chain-up, this time at the entrance of the arbitration court. By the 1960s, the women's liberation movement was in full swing. Zelda was inspired by the uprising of women all over the world. In August of 1970, Zelda helped create the Women's Action Committee. Feminist organizing in Australia moved from the periphery to center stage. In her biography, Zelda wrote that the goal was to help more women become politically active because, "...we had passed the stage of caring about a ladylike image, because women had for too long been polite and were still being ignored." Because of her outspokenness, the AMIEU fired Zelda in 1970. A year later, she left the Communist Party and the union movement. They were sexist and their words didn't align with their actions. They preached about workers' rights, when in reality, workers were subject to unsafe and unequal conditions. Chaining herself to the entrances of buildings wasn't Zelda's only form of protest. When traveling around Melbourne, she only paid 75% of the tram fare, representing the 75% wage that women were paid compared to men. She organized bar crawls, highlighting that women were only allowed to drink in lounges where drinks were more expensive. The Women's Action Committee protested sexist Miss Teenage contests. In 1972, Zelda and her fellow activists formed the Women's Liberation Center. It became a safe space for women to gather and discuss how to address issues like discrimination at work, abortion law reform, rape culture, and sexist advertising. In 1974, the Women's Action Committee earned a win. The arbitration court ruled that all workers, regardless of gender, would receive the same minimum wage. Zelda was committed to bringing as much attention as possible to the fight for pay equity. In 2001, she published a book about Kath Williams, an early advocate for gender equality. Zelda wanted people to be aware of the long history of the fight for pay justice in Australia. She received many awards for this work, including being among the first 100 women admitted to the Victorian Honor Roll of Women. In her later years, Zelda divorced, remarried, and moved to New South Wales. As she outlived many of her fellow activists, she craved stimulating conversation with those of the same belief and values. She fulfilled some of that by mentoring young feminists. Zelda DiPrano died on February 21, 2018. She was 90 years old. All month, we've been talking about ragers. Tune in tomorrow for the start of a new theme. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow.
1: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.